calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. Riders and welcome to another edition of The Flow. I am coming to you remotely live from the lovely beaches of Waikiki. <laughs> Hi, kids. And I am coming to you from the spooky shores of New England where it is sunny but freaking cold. So, so I'm in my sweater. Doc's like living the life in t-shirt and, and baseball cap. I no, actually, I would rather be there because I want to be in Salem for Halloween. Spooky. We had so much freaking fun in Salem. It was legit. Yeah. My favorite part was watching Johnny get scared and run down the block. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is fun. It is fun. It's okay if it's cold, if it's sunny. So it's like, it's good. It's snowing in Canada. So we'll take the, we'll take the cold, sunny weather here. No snow for Halloween. That's not cool. We'll, we'll take, take it. it. We'll take it. All right, so what do we have on deck? All today, right, kids? well, I know we've we've probably done this content in a ton of different ways. I'm I'm pulling it back again because it's still a really big question, especially as more and more people are jumping into podcasting and jumping into video podcasting. I wanted to walk step by step slowly through our entire start to finish video processing workflow process procedure, whatever you want to call it, how we do what we do here in October 2023, so that if people are new or if they're trying to get better at their workflow, they can see how we're doing it, learn how we're doing it, hopefully follow along. And for anyone that's hanging out in our live studio audience, which is part of our process, they can ask all of the questions that they want and we will seem, we'll bring that into the show and answer, answer those questions so that it helps everyone. We're walking through how we do what we do here on the flow. Okay, I have a love-hate relationship with these questions. 
I love them because they're hella helpful. Here's why I hate them. After you reach 60 plus episodes, it's second nature. So sometimes it's hard <laughs> to go back and think of the stuff that is just yeah. automatic. But in that, I will say is the absolute first mm-hmm. gen. Okay. And I've said this enough times over the week. My, my crew are super sick of me saying it, but I'm going to keep saying it because it's such a magic statement. I believe it works for everything. I know that people are going to listen to this and they're waiting to hear this magic mm. bullet that's going to take care of everything and make everything easy and smooth and lovely. I want to be the first to dispel that notion. Even if I teach you, and I'm a genius, <laughs> I'm a stable genius, there is, is no, no magic, magic bullet, bullet, right? The magic that you're looking for is the work that you're avoiding. And I'm going to keep repeating that until people finally let yep. it soak in. There are no shortcuts to this. The only reason why this looks semi-effortless, and I trust me, I say looks, <laughs> hashtag looks, hashtag semi-effortless, is because we're more than 60 yeah. episodes in. So, yeah. Now, some of the guys that you listen to, that you emulate, that you love, these guys are pushing five, six, seven hundred, even a thousand yeah. episodes. So, with that in mind, you have to know that, like when we were kids, and I don't know if they had these in Canada, there's this little thing you would get from the Montgomery Ward catalog, and it was like a barrel with a little teeny motor. And you go outside and you throw in a bunch of rocks, fill it up with water, and you put this powder in and you oh, press the Oh, the rock up. tumbler? Was, you oh, I had great. a rock tumbler. I think we still have a rock right tumbler. Right away. <laughs> All right, me too. Right? And that sucker has to spin for like three yeah. freaking weeks before you see any yeah, No immediate of process gorgeous. there. Lots right. of work. Yep. Holla back. When we used to see that, I thought it was going to be so quick. I'm going to make Gems, I'm gonna give it to the girls at school and you know be the ace cool boy with school. Man, I'm like tumbling, ain't nothing <laughs> happening. I'm mad at mom, I'm mad at Santa, I'm <laughs> I'm mad at Jesus. I'm like, yo, this thing been spinning for weeks. Oh girl is starting to talk to Luis. I gotta get these gems out, you know, and it's just twirling, ain't nothing yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Rock tumble, baby. Rock, Rock tumble. tumble. Mike Reed said it correct. Rock tumble, baby. <laughs> That's going to be our new saying around here. Rock, tumble, baby. It takes a while to get. All right. Well, this is a super important thing to keep in mind. Absolutely. And as we go through this process, I want everyone to also remember. So first, rock tumbler. So it's going to take some time. It's going to be bumpy to get in order to get shiny. And the second thing to keep in mind is there is no perfect pair of traveling pants, y'all. There's, it, this is not. This yes, is there not going to, uh, this system is not something that, yeah. Oh, I get so, it. Yeah, yes, there is. No, this system may work. I was talking about traveling pants. <laughs> this system may work really, really well for us and may not be exactly what you're looking for, for whatever your goals are for your show. But I want you to think it through with us as we are talking this through and think about what aspects of it might help solve some issues for you or it might be something that it's worth trying, or maybe you want to steal the entire thing, and that's great too. But the important thing to remember is that there's not, there's not one way to podcast. There are about 500 million different ways that you can podcast. There's no right and wrong. It's an iterative process from start to finish. So the goal is to start and to keep getting better every single time that you do it and to be paying attention 
to the metrics that are important to you so that you can make those tweaks as you go forward. But now that we've gotten all of that off the board, step one. <laughs> I'm just going to say, the best thing is, the best thing is in the studio audience, Martin said, nice jumper, Kates. <laughs> and I, I just love that. Hey, Martin, good to see you, bro. <laughs> I'm rocking my ghost jumper today. And, and so just to answer Katie's question, because I was so, I so missed that awesome cue she set up. I was thinking, oh yeah, Patagonia Skyline Travelers, man, they're the most <laughs> Doc's awesome. Like everyone should have a pair of those pants. But yeah, that's, that's, I got five pairs, but that's not what she meant. She meant that it's not one size fits all. So excuse the, me. The for same pants that. are not going to okay, fit everyone. So, but yeah, let's so let's let's dive in. So the first the first step, and I and I don't think we should dive into like, um, although we could, I guess, but. The assumption is that you've A, decided that you want to have a podcast and B, you understand and know wh who your audience is and what you're going to be talking about. So you need to do that work if you haven't done that work. We're not going to cover that in this particular episode. But once you have all of that, what is the first step, Doc? What did, what did we do first? Uh, to just step back just one second, the customer avatar thing is so much easier now because uh, Chad, my favorite assistant, Chad GPT, is very good at helping you have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And even if you have no experience, here's where people get freaked out. Us marketing people, we went to marketing school. I have a degree for it. Katie might have one. Um, they told us how to find out what a customer avatar. Back then, we didn't call it that. We had buyer profiles or whatever, but it's the same smell. You can just say, hey, Chad, listen, I don't know nothing about this, but Doc and Katie keep telling me I need to find out what my customer avatar is. How do I do that? And it will help you figure it out. So, yes, please do that work. It's very helpful. I think Michelle Lawrence is in the chat. She has amazing videos on how to find your customer profile. If you need some help with that, hit her up. She'll probably charge you like 100 and 150 bucks to suss this out with you, but it's worth it. Because once you know your customer avatar, you will, this will be just easier. So don't be afraid. And if you need help, ask Chad, find a person that can do it. And I see the hand raised, Michelle. So appreciate you for being here. She will help you make your mark. Okay. Now, the, I think the first thing is, um, you know, picking your platform and setting that up, right? So for us, we use Captivate. And I think we came to the decision to use Captivate because they have an amazing growth mm -hmm. platform that is designed to help you grow your, your, your mm -hmm. podcast. There's many choices out there. None of them are right or wrong answers. Um, if you even afraid to do that in the beginning while you figure it out, just post them on YouTube and build a playlist that has those episodes in it. You can get a place to host your audio recordings later. Yeah. So, um, so that's called, if anyone is like brand, brand new, what you're going to be wanting to look for is a podcast host, right? So that, that, that's the term that you want to put in. If you're like, I have no idea what that is. Again, we recommend Captivate, Captivate.fm. They're fantastic. And the podcast host is where is the the company, the platform, the, the place where when you upload your episode, whether that's audio or video, it's what's going to send it out to all of the different podcast players. So that's the Apple, Spotify, all of those different sites and places where people are going to be listening and or watching. So this show is a little bit different because we're Ecamm, <laughs> because we're big believers in video and in live streaming. We actually are doubling a bit of the work up front to save ourselves a ton of time later. So we have Captivate who handles 
all of our audio, right? So they are only taking our audio file. Captivate is only taking the audio side of it. We also, when we set up Captivate, we set up a YouTube podcast. So we are, we are sending our video through to YouTube. We're literally doing it right now. As we are recording, we are, we are live streaming to record here on YouTube. We're building, we're using this to build our podcast playlist on YouTube. And so again, YouTube's free and easy to set up. It takes literally seconds to set up, but that is what we are doing. So we are always thinking about the two sides of our podcast, the audio side and the listeners who are listening out on all of those various apps, whatever their favorite is, and the video side of it, which is predominantly on YouTube because the only other video uh, podcast player right now is Spotify, but so few people are actually watching a video on Spotify. The mass majority of them are watching on YouTube. So those are the kind of the first, the first points as you're setting up and that those decisions on whether or not to video or to not video to, you know, where you're going to put your video, who your host is, where you're sending it out, that's going to inform all of the decisions down the road. Not that it's not changeable, but you need to like really make, you know, think thought, be thoughtful about that decision because that sets up the rest of your process, right? So two, two sides of the coin for us, the YouTube side, and then Captivate, which handles all of the audio for us. Yes. Um, I, I like that. And so the thing about setting up the podcast or YouTube, really, you just make a playlist. And after you have three or four videos in the playlist, YouTube will give you a checkbox. Do you want this mm-hmm. to be a podcast? Check it. That's, That's literally as easy as, it, as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then the second part of that step is you're going to need to put up a podcast image and it needs to be exactly to YouTube specifications, mm-hmm. which lucky for you is the same as everybody else. You need a square 3000 by 3000 image. That is your podcast image. And then you're going to need episode images, also square 3000 by 3000. It can be smaller. It just can't be bigger than that. They don't really do a good job of compressing that. And that has to do with the aggregators. But let's don't worry about that. Just make the image. Uh, Canva, Adobe Express, uh, chalkboard in your backyard. Like, knock <laughs> yourself out. However you do it, you do you, do you boo. <laughs> you do you. You can literally take a square image with your phone and go and preview on your Mac and adjust it. So let's, let's, let's not get crazy about that. Now, one of the things that is... Next helpful, I guess, would be your recording process, because um, I'm seeing a question now about recording it in Ecamm. Before we get into why to record in Ecamm, um, we will give you a flawless recording of your audio and video. We don't process audio or video in in, uh, any way, shape or form. If you give us a decent quality video, you will get exactly that. If you give us a decent quality audio, you would give us we'll give you exactly that. We don't squeeze the audio or video at all. We do have to put it in a format that YouTube can understand, but that recording is happening on our drives right now at the same time we're sending it to YouTube. So I'm getting recording on my computer. Katie is getting recording on her computer. Those raw files, we could, you know, just gather them to whichever one of us, or in our case, Mm -hmm. Luis, and at the end, he has those raw files to go ahead and edit the podcast, which is normally, you know, adjusting the volume a little bit and uh, beeping out any of my swear words. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that part isn't hyper complicated, especially if you're doing it by yourself. But here's where it gets complicated. If you're trying to record in Zoom 
and then take that and bring it in the ecam and that's a problem because of recording quality we're mm-hmm. higher so to put it in a nutshell in recording quality we're Tom Brady and Zoom is your nephew at junior league it does not record at the highest quality because it's not designed yeah. for that it's designed to do yeah. conferences mm-hmm. and it knows how to do conferences probably better than anybody else as much True as starting, I hate to yeah. admit that but it doesn't it doesn't know how to record properly so i listen to pros record their podcast in zoom and i'm like why are you doing that you're eating 75% of your quality before you drink your coffee so don't record in zoom record in ecamm if you want to integrate zoom we have about five, six professionals off the top of my head that will show you how to do that, but don't record it in Zoom. Record it in Ecamm. You can integrate Zoom if you wish. Yeah. And I, so again, for our process, we, you know, obviously, obviously we're going to use Ecamm because we, you know, the two of us work for Ecamm and, and a lot of this was to be able to show you all how you can do a podcast really effectively using Ecamm. But I think what's really important for everyone to know is that the, the recording of a podcast process is probably one of the kind of hardest things for people to wrap their head around, right? This is the, this is the part that is the, but it's it's the, the easiest part. part for us, but it's the, mo- it's the most complicated as people are planning and thinking about it. It's the hardest it's to the wrap, hardest your, head wrap your head around, yeah, right? Because exactly. there's a lot of things yeah. that, you, that you need to consider, right? So if you are a show by yourself, then you're really only thinking through like your own schedule, the equipment and gear that you have, what kinds of files you want, and where you're going to be sending those files through to, right? So like, so you need to be thinking through frequency, like how often is your podcast going to be? Um, does that give you enough time in that frequency to be able to record, you know, potentially edit and then release on, on a regular consistent basis? And if you have any other elements that come into it, right? So if you are a show that has guests or you have, you know, um, you need to give enough time for your listeners or your viewers to be able to call in and leave questions or voice memos or things like that, or you have a co-host, all of those are elements that can throw off the recording process because you might need additional time or you might need to, you know, be able to sync up calendars between a few different people. So trust us when we say to you (laughs) that an easy, a really easy way to do this is to do what we are doing, which is commit to a time every single week, whatever it is, and live stream your podcast recording process. Even if you are not live streaming it, (laughs) even if you are literally not doing it publicly, even if you are only live streaming to an unlisted, you know, an unlisted YouTube, that's still going to A, give you a backup file, B, keep it really consistent, right? It gives you a time where you know that you need to show up every single time to do your recording process. And because you're live streaming it and you need to be thinking about the quality as you're recording it, it's actually going to make you a better podcaster and better creator long-term because you're not as, you're not as forgiving of yourself, right? You're not saying like, oh, okay, well, uh, I'll just say that over again because I could edit that later. Uh, I'll just... Uh, cut that out later because I, you know that wasn't exactly what I wanted to say. Oh, I didn't. I didn't look my best today, so I'll record that later and then re-record it again and then edit it later. Every time you're saying one of those those statements, you're adding more work to your workflow and your schedule. 
you know, especially because most of us are yes. doing it ourselves. Yes. So if you can force yourself to do the legwork up front so that when you're recording, like what we are right now, we are recording our podcast right now as we are live streaming it. We don't have the permission to say, oh, shoot, you know, the doc said something stupid and I want to cut that. <laughs> I want to cut that out later. Like I, we don't have the ability to say that as easily because we know that we only have a set amount of time to release our final audio and video file. And we know that we've done all of the upfront work and we're here in front of an audience. So, you know, so people are, are watching and are responding back to us. So that, that is what has made this process easier for us and more consistent, given us the ability to be much more consistent. And it also gives us a backup because if everything went wrong, if Luis's computer exploded, if, you know, Doc and I both forgot to record our files, if the internet just like completely went, you know, down on one end, we would still have the live stream going out to YouTube that then is saved on YouTube, right? So at an absolute bare minimum, we can pull that back. The, the video is in the yes. YouTube house, the video is in Luis's house, the video is in my house, the video is in Doc's house. So we have backups, tons of backups if we needed to edit and be able to use those later. Um, so yeah, I, I do really think it makes I, a I difference. I really love that thought yeah. process. Yeah. And really, you know, one thing real quick, you mentioned like what happens if you say something stupid, listen, because I'm supposed to be the teacher, my audience absolutely <laughs> loves it. When I say something <laughs> stupid, they get a kick out of it. I think people are so worried about trying to be perfect and I, I had a long conversation with someone about this yesterday, and it's because he's a CIO at a major tech organization, and he was afraid to do his podcast because he's trying to make it perfect. I'm like, if you publish your first episode, your first episode is perfect, where do you grow? And he was like, what do you mean? I go, yeah. So the reason why, and again, I'm using sports analogy because it works so well. The reason why everybody was over the roof about Tom Brady he was the last guy picked in the draft. He was the third string quarterback mm -hmm. at Michigan. He was not supposed to be the best. Peyton Manning was the number one draft pick. So when he comes out of the gate and all of a sudden he's like Peyton Manning, every mistake Peyton made after that was a big problem because he was the mm -hmm. number one draft pick. He cost the most amount of money. Brady was basically free until the second Super Bowl. Then they paid him. But that the idea of if you come out the gate where everybody assumes that you're going to be perfect because you don't told yourself you're going to be perfect, you have no place to go if it doesn't work out. When you're just starting out and you just do it raw, you have, hey guys, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I know you need to hear this. So let's get this recorded together. We will get better together and your people will ride with you. And they'll be like, take the left. And you'll be like, left here, er, just take that left. Right. So it's much, much better that you do not try to put on the pretense of perfection because you have no place to mm -hmm. go after that. It's better to come in raw. Right. So in a conversation like this, if you say, uh, you know, this brand new iPhone 14 plus, I think this is weird. Oh, hello. Wait, let me run that back with the brand new iPhone 15 uh, Pro Max. This is literally the best camera in a smartphone right now. Leave both parts in. Don't waste your time editing that. They will appreciate the realness more so than when you try to take out all the filler words and now you like that because you just polished out all the filler words just leave yeah and the cool thing is again like with the format that we're doing if you want to if you want to edit 
and, you know, and really perfect it and, you know, and correct like a, a mistake like that, you can. So again, the format that we are doing this, where we are live right now, it is October, Halloween day, October 31st, 2023. This episode technically doesn't go out to, you know, through our podcast host Captivate and out to all the podcast players until next Tuesday, right? And it doesn't go out to our YouTube podcast playlist until next Tuesday. This is the recording time period that most people would be using as like a a non-revealed video, right? So like this would be normally in a normal podcast environment, this would be the time where we would be recording and there would be no live audience, there'd be no live streaming. We would just be recording to you know, one of our computers and just the, just the two of us. So we are taking that experience and putting it onto YouTube, in our case publicly, but you can be doing it not publicly. And then we have a week from today until next Tuesday to make all of our edits, which is part of our process, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we have both sides of that coin. We have the ability to be live and we can make a few mistakes and we can edit it if we want to. Or, you know, we could leave it completely raw and not edit it at all and just release it as it is later. We have, but we have that flexibility of those choices because of the format and the workflow that we chose. Yes, I like the, norm, I call it the Norman Lear experience because, you know, recorded live in front of a studio <laughs> exactly. audience. That was so much better than the shows that had laugh tracks, which is why all of his shows went on to become the number one shows. And even like Saturday Night Live, which has been running since before mm-hmm. Katie was born, they still do it in front of a live studio audience. Now you watched an edited version, but all that recording happening is real. It brings out some of the best laughs in the industry, like um, John Hammond, uh, sweaty mm-hmm. balls. <laughs> like it will ever be good because they couldn't keep a straight face because the audience had them laughing. And those moments are legendary. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So after the recording, well, for- um, or do we cover everything in a recording space that you think? is the how we are using Ecamm's interview mode to do this. So we are both calling in to Luis's Ecamm link. So yes. how does that work? Okay, so uh, Luis has an Ecamm link. And the cool thing about that is before, Katie used to call me on my computer directly. And so I'm managing the podcast, managing the questions that are coming in the chat and trying to stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you have a squirrel brain like myself, that didn't work. And so we had the great idea of let's just call Luis. So we call Luis. So I call Luis, Katie calls Luis. As you know, Luis is not here on screen, but at any moment he can pop his little head up. Provided <laughs> he's not uh, feeding. There you go. So <laughs> Luis is our producer. He's hiding somewhere. And every once in a while, the little Luigi bubble pops up. And so that makes it easier so that Katie and I can focus on you give you guys our full attention. And the other cool part is Luis has all of the files right mm-hmm. away. We send our backup files to him through a uh, service like Google Drive or Dropbox, and we just use Drop uh, Box. sorry, the wrong <laughs> half of that word. It's just a little bit more professional than the other two. But, you know, you can use Google Drive. You can use uh, Dropbox. You can even use the uh, iCloud share links. The advantage there is if Something in the recording isn't gorgeous. Luis can get better files from us because we are recording native files. So right now, I am recording into my eCam, my camera, and my microphone. Katie is also recording into her eCam, her camera, Mm -hmm. and her microphone. 
for the longest time before the internet got good enough, this is what was known as doing a mm -hmm. double lender. So even if you don't use Ecamm interview, have your guests record themselves with mm -hmm. QuickTime so that you have a clean copy of their audio and video before the internet scriggy, scriggy, scriggy. Because as Halloween is Halloweening today, it's messing with Katie's uh, video, but it won't, you won't see that in the finished show because she will have a clean copy sent to Louise through the Dropbox. Yeah, and I've actually taken that as a best practice into like any time now that I am a guest on someone's show, on someone's podcast or you know video show or live stream. I always record my side of it for a couple of different reasons. One, it makes, you know, it's, it's great to be able to send it as a follow-up to them and say, you know, hey, like I recorded this just in case something happened or my, you know, my internet got bad or you want to be able to use any of these files. And two, if I say something brilliant, I like, again, and we'll talk through this in the next, the next kind of step of this, but I can take that file that I've recorded on my end from the podcast and I can throw it into Descript, visually quickly see that, like, oh, there's where I said that thing that I really loved clip it up and I can post that onto my social media and say like, you know, hey, sneak peek behind the scenes. I was on Doc's show the other day and, you know, I had a really great time. The episode will drop, blah, 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 day. Like I am able to populate my own social and be helpful to all of my followers with some pro tips and cool things that I've learned. But it also is, I'm being a great guest. I'm helping to promote a show that I'm on and I'm giving them the extra files that they may not have had. So it's just, I, Doc and I have both taken this always be recording mindset into, you know, as much as, as much as we're doing that if you make it really easy and you have those files, if something goes wrong, you have them, you have the files and you can figure out a way to fix it, or you can figure out a way to be able to use them in a bunch of different ways. So if you can record video, why are you not? And if you can be recording, whether you're a guest or you're the main person or you're, you know, or you're sitting in the background like what Luis is doing, why not? Like have those extra set of files in case someone needs them. Be, uh, you know, be a good partner to people that you're joining and supporting. So that's the recording and that's, that's how we are doing it. We are live streaming it using Ecamm with all of the cool graphics that, um, that our team designed for us to make it look and feel like a show. And then once we're done doing that, Doc, what do we do next? I just wanted to throw one last pro tip. If you cut, if you're doing a show and you're a guest on a bigger show mm -hmm. than yours, if you cut the reel and you send it to them, you know what they do? They post it. <laughs> that story. is how you get exposure. Yep. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so after everything is posted and sent to Luis to edit, if you're going to edit yourself, I'll give you a couple options that will make your job a heck of a lot easier. Uh, Descript is probably hands down the best in the game. It basically, you loaded the files and it will transcribe them into Word documents. And you basically go in and edit a Word document, which at the same time is editing the video mm -hmm. to match. Um, if you want to do something more traditional, I would highly suggest Final Cut or DaVinci Resolve or even Premiere. Sorry, Rich. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there, none of this stuff is really hard nowadays. And everything that you look up the first time you do it will be a challenge. The second time, it'll be slightly less. The third time, it'll be smoother. By the time you do it five or six times, it'll be damn near second nature. So I know everyone approaches every new tool as this is going to be impossible. But I 
seen the way you send emails and I seen the uh, the little memes and stuff that you post all the time. I remember when that first started, you were probably thought that was impossible. Now you won't stop. So like, don't freak yourself out. In the beginning, everything is going to be a little bit of work and there are no magic bullets. So let that out of your head. Just go through the process. I think between the script and Final Cut, to me, that's the best pair. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to make that choice for yourself. The script just really does make it easier. I also want to point out a lot of people are going to think about this. Just instantly skip iMovie. It's not worth wasting your time learning that because when you step up to the next level, you're going to have to start all over again. So anything you learn in iMovie is not going to help you. So just skip it. Just pretend it doesn't exist. Just go straight to DaVinci for free, Final Cut, because big master support works the best with your Macs, and then Premiere for the largest community. So Yeah. yeah. And I, the one thing I, I'll say, too, is that so I, I am the first to admit that I am not a video editor. I don't have time in my day. It is not a big priority for me. So, you know, I'm super thankful that people like Doc and Luis are here to help me with the entire thing. But on my own, when I like when I'm doing my personal podcast for fun, I just don't. And that's okay to make that decision for yourself. Like, it's okay. It's, it's so okay good. Skip, it's it's a okay good to podcast. skip that. It's okay to say like, hey, actually, like, I'm not going to spend that time. So if so, I, I what I guess what I would say to you is if you're trying to improve your workflow or you're trying to kind of just get started with this, time all of those tasks once you've figured out, you know, how to do them and you've gotten, you know, past kind of the like, what am I doing and, and wasting as much time as you're learning in a tool, time yourself on it. And if you're if you're looking at your time tracking and you're saying, oh my goodness, like it takes me an hour to record my podcast and 17 hours to edit it in a tool like Descript, that's too long. That's too long. Like, it, like that, that's too much time. So you need to either figure out how to make it so that you're editing less, how to get better at the tool, or maybe you don't need to be doing editing and you're really overthinking the entire thing. So be really aware of each step of your process and how long it takes and how long that, like how important that step actually is to hitting your goals. What are you trying to accomplish with your podcast? Does it really need to be edited or is your time better served to be using a tool like Descriptive to make short clips and using it as a promotional opportunity that way instead? Or maybe, um, you know, with, with a podcast that I do for fun, I started by t saying to myself, oh, I'm going to use Descriptive to clip up awesome things we say during the show. And it was taking me a lot of time. I was having to like scroll through and figure it out. And then I was overthinking it. It ended up being faster and easier for me to either right before the show, right before we live stream the show or right afterwards, I just go into Ecamm, switch over to from widescreen to vertical. So I'm recording in vertical and I record my short clip independently because I'm still in that mind, mindset. I'm still thinking about what we just talked about. And I record a completely different piece of content, a minute or less, and then I just save that and I either release it, you know, within the next couple of days or in advance. And that process is easier for me than spending a bunch of time editing or trying to like go through my episode and clip out the, you know, the best possible part. So just because it works for someone else or because other people told you that it's really great doesn't mean it's the best idea for you. So I just really think it through and think through what tools you have, what tools you like, and what, you know, what you're actually trying to accomplish instead of just being like, well, Doc told me that I need to do this. And Katie said that I should use Descript. So I need to use these tools. 
you might not. You might you might be set in a different way that works better for what you're trying to do. Yeah, you might be cool with not not editing. You know something you said, which is really good. You're already in the mindset. You're already in a frame. Your computer's already set up. Your lights already set up. Everything. I know that I've seen a bunch of clips out here on the internet. It's like, oh my god, I just recorded the most epic interview. And this time I was interviewing Rainy Cages, aka Jeremy Hubble. He is an incredible guy. He used to work at Autodesk back in the day. I learned so much from him, and I know you will too. Look forward to that episode coming out in the next say, six or seven days, however long it takes me to edit. Uh, but yeah, make sure you're following the podcast here, here, here. Uh, this is going to be mind blowing. Trust me on that. I'll see you next week. And just post that. Like, I literally just did it. And now I have my mm-hmm. promo for the show because you're already still hyped from doing the, the recording. Yeah. Right. So you, everything is in position. You know, lighting's all set up. Just go, go to town. Yeah, like it works said. with guests too. I was, a, I was on a show with, um, with Maury and Spoon last week, which was just a blast. They are two, e- they're That's two so Ecamm customers, and it was really fun. <laughs> and they have this like really awesome format where they, um, they have an audio only podcast, but they didn't want to miss out on like some of the awesomeness of video. But they're not ready yet to, you know, t- Spoon is constantly traveling, and they just didn't feel like they could have the quality of video that they wanted. So they actually have an animator take like little bitmoji or memoji versions or even Simpson style characters of themselves and their guest. And they put the audio behind that and they have it so it looks like these little um, animations are talking. But that being aside is just an awesome idea that you could consider if you're not all the way there for video yet. But they, we stayed on afterwards and they were like, hey, do you have an extra five minutes? We just want it like while we're all here together just record a quick promo for the, you know, for the show. And it was exactly like what Doc just said. They were like, you know, like kind of playful banter back and forth. And I think all I had to say was just like, ah, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> and it took an extra maybe five minutes on the end of my, of, of recording my podcast. It was still within the time frame that they said I was going to be there. Wasn't that big of a deal. And then they were ready to go with a promo video that I could share out and, and let everyone know and be excited about. So it, again, like if you're already, if you've dedicated that time, to recording your podcast, make the best use of that recording time. You know, maybe that's the time where you're also going to grab your, your promo videos or, you know, or some fun, like behind the scenes content that you might want to share out later. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes we're only in the mode of like, this is my recording time. And then this is my editing time. And we forget that, like, maybe you don't, maybe you don't need all of this editing time and you need to extend out on your recording time, or maybe, you know, you need to go lighter on the recording time so that your editing time isn't as you know, it doesn't feel as daunting. So yeah, really, really think about it. It's not as long. Correct. I just sent a newsletter out to my people in my newsletter. And it's something that I've talked to my people about a lot. I think it's really important, especially when you're just starting out to do an audio mm. journal. You could do it with your video camera, just pop yourself up in the bathroom, all the TLC. <laughs> oh my God, I hope Katie and Caleb don't mess up my kitchen kind of thing. And just record those. And you're basically just saying how you feel, what's going through your head, your debriefing, like uh, Tati yeah. said in the chat. And you're just journaling your process. And then you set yourself a note in your calendar to go back and listen to that note, say, 60, 90, 180 days later. And what you'll find is two things happen. Number one, you just become so much better at speaking mm-hmm. to camera and speaking to the microphone because you're doing it every day. But number two, you get to hear your growth. You get to hear the things you were freaked out about six months ago. And now you just look at them like, ha ha, you got this. So I think it's very important. And you don't need any special tool. You have a phone. Just go in the bathroom, pop it up and let it go. And if you're still scared of the camera, I'm wrong with you. 
I just press the voice memo and do the same thing. Like here's, I'm going to just do a voice journal. I use app for this now. It's called audio pen because it would transcribe that for me. And here's where the cool part, it transcribes it for me in a way that's good enough to send as my email. <laughs> I can send my mail to my mailing list and I legit just talk to it. I just go, all right, um, guys, here's what I'm thinking. And when they read it, it reads like, you know, it was written by uh, Martin Scorsese or something. But yes. <laughs> All right. So the next, the, the this is genius. I'm not, I'm, I'm making my mental note where I'm like, audio pen must download, <laughs> must download that later. Um, the, uh, rock, God, live, slash pen. the next step in the process. So as we said, so we finished. So once we're done today's live stream, for example, so we are normally about an hour, then Luis automatically has the files on his computer because he is producing this. Doc and I upload the extra recorded files that we have on our computer. And then we have a week. So Luis spends the week editing the files as we've asked, you know, according to the specs that we've given him. So the look and feel of what we want the podcast to be. Right. And in that week, Luis is editing. Doc and I are planning for what the next week's content is going to be like. And what we're going to talk about, what our topic is, any guests that we want to bring on, we're thinking about future episodes. When we get the files back from Luis, we do a couple of different things. So the file gets the final video file that Luis edited, gets uploaded to a separate YouTube playlist that's different than our live stream, live recording playlist. It's a, it is our YouTube podcast playlist. And we put, you know, all of the correct information, all of the, we fill out all of the fields on YouTube. So that goes out to YouTube. So that's a check on our video side of it. And then Doc takes the audio version of that, right? And then you send it through Auphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, yes. Auphonic. And then that gets uploaded into Captivate with all of the show notes and the correct information and everything that we need. And that goes out to all of the podcast players, audio only. So that by the following Tuesday, as we give ourselves a week, we have gone from live, gritty, live in front of our studio audience, fun banter at the beginning, questions at the end, to a slightly more produced podcast. But still, we leave in a lot of kind of that authentic, raw side of ourselves. Um, but the, those episodes tend to be a little bit shorter. That's the full cycle. The only thing I didn't mention is that we do send it through Descript, as we've talked about. And what we're doing with Descript is a couple different things. One is that I'm, I, when I dra literally drag and drop the edited version into the script, it shows the video on the right-hand side and the text on the left-hand side. And I go through and just correct anything, like when Doc is speaking in like Japanese and the script has a panic attack, or um, every now and then, you know, a word will get, you know, is spelled incorrectly or is like a brand name and, and the script didn't know what it was. So I, I clean up a little bit of the text. And when I'm done doing that, I go up and I download it as subtitles and I take that subtitle file and I upload that to YouTube as my closed captions file so that I have a cleaner, nicer closed captions file. I also use that text to easily be able to identify the various chapter markers for the YouTube video, right? Because people may not want to watch the entire episode. Maybe they just want to hear about, you know, one element of it. So I add the chapters then into our YouTube file. I can do this even after I've published it. If I'm running a little bit later, I need to do it after I can do that. But those are the additional two steps I get from Descript. And then if I have time or, and, you know, and I'm, I'm feeling like really on top of the world with it, I'll go through and pull out a couple of different clips that then we can use, you know, on Instagram or on TikTok or on YouTube as YouTube shorts. 
Um, and those are, you know, again, I just highlight the quote or the, the thing that I think is awesome. I try to keep it 50 seconds or less. And when you highlight it, you can actually just clip it as its own little mini video. Descript does that at the push of a button. And then I download those as video files and I send those over to Caleb that, so that they can schedule those out to go out across our social media. So, and I don't, sometimes I don't have time to do that step in the week and that's fine. That's something that I'm working on and we'll get, you know, we'll get there as things go on. But just so that you will have visibility that a week goes by really fast and some weeks are way crazier and more busy than others. And some things sometimes will drop off that workflow. But the important thing is we live stream the episode and we get the episode out the following Tuesday. And, you know, and then anything else that we're able to do on top of that is great and, you know, helps build our process. But we know that that's, that's the most important thing that we're trying to do is make sure that we get it all out. But the, that's it, right? So the tools we're using, Ecamm to record and live stream and to get all of our awesome video footage, Descript, which allows us to grab all of the, you know, transcript to be able to clip things up really easily, to be able to take that copy if we wanted to turn that into a blog post or do anything else with it, we can. We use Auphonic, which helps clean up all of the audio. Then we use Captivate, which is the tool that helps us send it out to all the different podcast players. And then we use YouTube, which again is free. And everyone listening and watching should absolutely have a YouTube channel if you don't have a YouTube channel already. And then many times we use a tool called Speedify for days like today when the internet just goes to heck in a handbag and we need to have an extra self. But, but that, that's our suite of tools, really. I mean, and... And as Doc is showing you today, like we've done it on location. We've, you know, we've streamed in hotel rooms and Airbnbs. There are days where everything goes crazy here in the office. I, you know, I've, I've done this show and many other shows with just my phone as a camera and, you know, and, um, you know, a smaller, cheaper microphone than what I'm using here. I, you know, in the end, what matters is being able to create the content and to reach your audience and to help them much more than all, yeah, all of the other stuff. Yeah. It's just doing it. You know, come January, <clears throat> we're going to be able to do the flow live from the speaker's room at mm -hmm. PodFest. And the only thing we're going to have is my Obsbot 360 pocket or our Insta360 mm -hmm. link. And this pair of DJI or Rode mics, whichever one I carry, I switch back and forth because I want people to see that mm -hmm. they both work. And Katie and I are going to be able to sit at a table in the middle of a conference room and do a podcast. And you'll hear the ambience of people rocking around, but we'll still sound good. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. In theory, we could do the same thing with just an iPhone and a decent set of either Rode or DJI mics. Um, Laura from Shore, we showed this a lot at Creator Camp. She records her entire podcast with the tiny little Shore mic in the bathroom at whatever hotel yes. she's at because she, like me, is on the road doing the work for the company. We're doing the Lord's work while I'm doing the twins' work. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord and the twins' work. <laughs> and the twins' work. And you could just literally lock yourself in the bathroom and go to town. Luis has done entire live streams from the bathroom in yeah, the hotel. From in your car. And, and the bathroom in, in an yeah. Airbnb. I, yep, absolutely. It's so you don't, it doesn't have to be crazy. It has to be yep. relatable. I think that's more important. People say, well, I want it to be perfect. How about I want it to be mm -hmm. relatable? And Tati mentioned it before. It's more relatable. Now, I did throw something in the chat that's somewhat of a bonus for you today. Um, 
and I'll answer. Yeah, a I want to. I want to go through the questions quick. while we're still recording, uh, so that people have them. Because yeah. I see, I see yeah. Anita's question. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I like to take transcript that Katie has, or I can just do it with the video that we've posted, and I can tell Chad, Chad mm -hmm. GPT, Chad, as Rich called him, Chad GPT, <laughs> like so he's our our Indian <laughs> friend. Um, I say, take this video, give him the video link. Now you have to have GPT-4 for this, which means you have to be on plus. If you're not spending that 20 bucks, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Stop drinking Starbucks and spend mm -hmm. that 20 bucks. That 20 bucks is worth it. Anyway, I say, take this video, give it the link, summarize it and create a podcast style show notes. Pull out three to five main points. Also create several 200-ish character social posts and it will do it flawlessly. When it gives you the links, those links are real, but they don't actually work because it doesn't know how to do that. But all you do is paste that into your platform and highlight it, hit Command K, add a link as Command K in just about everything, and then go ahead and put it in a real link. It's done. Like it is so amazing what it can do right now. And the other thing that I was laughing at you, I was testing out um, ChatGBT voice assistant. And I told it to uh, translate something for me in Japanese that I know exactly how to say. And it was like, yeah, sorry, I can't go out tonight. I have to study for this test. <laughs> and it, yeah, I said that a lot. Uh, I still went out. Um, <laughs> it is freaking wow. flawless. Like, it is freaking flawless. Like, I, so trust me, please don't be afraid of this tool. If you want to know more about that, please hit me up. I've been teaching a lot of folks about AI lately. So anyway. Anita says, dun, 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 can it be done without streaming, recording an interview on Ecamm? You do whatever you want, but your life will suffer. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't have to do, <laughs> what you don't have to do is you don't have to be live. Please understand that we could just ignore you guys and be in a private thing and do this exact recording. The editing process will be the same. What you will be missing from doing it live is not feeling like you're talking to yourself, number one. And number two, lovely questions from our friend Anita. So if you weren't here, if we weren't doing this live, Anita, you couldn't ask that question. And that builds your community and community greater than mm -hmm. audience. Always, hands down, ask Tatiana yeah. about that. <laughs> ask Tatiana, community greater than audience. So please. Take this perfection thing. I know where this question is coming from. I'm a doctor. Throw it out the window. Your perfection will be your yeah. downfall. Be real and just and do fine. it. Live. I mean, honestly, like on a totally serious, we want you to succeed note. If not Ecamm, then whatever tool allows you to capture quality audio and video that then you can use to create your podcast. However, that works for you. Like, the worst case scenario is you find a tool and we've been bad mouthing Zoom in this particular one, but something like Zoom where it's not, it's not made for that. And then you're spending money and time and effort and creating great content and you're not getting the quality of, and, you know, and the level of professionalism in the files that you have. And then you can't edit it. You, like, you can't edit something if, if it is like beyond that point, right? Like if I, and I did this last week, Luis was just saying this to me, so I'll throw myself under the bus, but I like had forgotten to turn on, you know, um, autofocus or whatever it was on my camera and my camera, which is like a high quality mirrorless camera was not, I was 
my face was not completely clear, right? So I was focusing on something else instead. And so I didn't, I had slightly blurry video. Luis can't fix that. No matter like how incredible he is, it was recorded badly, right? Same as if I like buy a really like awful microphone or I'm using my built-in microphone. Like I can clean up a little bit of that audio, but it's never going to make it sound as good as when Doc's using his Shure SM7B microphone, right? So like it, you want to give yourself as much of a chance as possible. So, you know, find the tools and the equipment that gives you the highest possible quality that you can afford and record as many different, you know, options as you can the one time so that you can actually have a chance to be able to do any editing that you want to do or make it the way that you want it to look. Because the worst case scenario is you record one file it's uneditable and then you have to re-record and no one wants to spend that extra time. So yeah, I don't like, if not Ecamm, then something as good as Ecamm, like you really want to be able to find something that works and makes it easy for you to get the quality of files that you need. You know, I I feel confident in telling you the other options you have available to you. Uh, You can use OBS, which is completely free work to get to what we do much harder, not very Mac oriented. It's a PC program that's been restapled to work for Mac. So that just becomes a challenge. And this is where people get stuck. You can use a web-based recording system like StreamYard. And again, it works super simple. Your quality will not be the same. They're, they're, because it's going through the web and there's some web processing, you're not going to get the same level of quality that we're giving. So yes, you can use those things. And honestly, trying to use Zoom is like saying um, you're a vegetarian because you just only eat potatoes. That's not, that's not, yeah, it's, it's not, it's almost the same, but it's not. So just because you're not eating meat does not a vegetarian make you. You have to be eating something that's properly going to sustain you and just eating potatoes ain't going to work. You know, we figured that out in history before. So yeah, it just doesn't work. Okay. So uh, Tati has a really good question. He says, please say more about Alphonic. Uh, listen, you don't have to use Alphonic. I use Alphonic because I love it. But what it does do is it does an auto pass and cleans your audio. It won't take out absolute rubbish, but it will make a decent audio file sound better, right? It doesn't, it does some magic, but it's not completely magic. The reason why I use Alphonic is simple as pie. I am professional recording editor type person when i sit down to do eq it's a half an hour to an hour for each person so it would take me two hours to eq katie and i because i'm a virgo i'm a perfectionist right uh the second part of it is i would do the same thing for the compression and then i would spend a little less time on normalization but i just over tweak on it so the reason why i use alphonic is the same reason why i take my car to the car wash place versus me detailing it. Me detailing the whip is five hours. The car wash mm-hmm. is 20 minutes. So I do it to stop me from being me, but you don't have to. Just, but just trust me, it does sound better. It's a one click process. It's super simple. I can teach a chimpanzee to use it in 35 seconds or less. Okay, it's literally upload, select, go, done. Um, Marcio says, why did I leave my water bottle in Massachusetts? <laughs> oh, sorry. He says, what precautions do you, do you need to take when there's mm. more than one guest? I'm going to ask you, why do you need multiple guests? Are you doing it because you're trying to be cute or do you really have to use multiple guests? And I'm saying that out of pure seriousness 
Because if you're just starting out, you should definitely not be doing multiple guests until you have tested your ability to do that a bunch of times. Yeah. Then after that, every guest has to have gorgeous internet. Every guest has to have gorgeous mic. Every guest needs to know how to do a double ender flawlessly. And then the only other precaution is now you need a complicated interface like a Rodecaster Pro or something of that nature so you can manage it. So if you're just doing more than one guest because you think it'll make you look cool, I would shy away from that. If you really have to do more than one guest, fine. Just understand that your learning process is going to be completely different. Some people learn to drive at 16. Some people learn to fly a plane. You're just on fly a plane mode. So it's just going to take you longer. There's nothing special. There's no magic. There's no precautions. You're just going to have to go through the process of learning how to do that. Yeah, this is a really, this is a great question from, um, from Kathy who wants to know what's the best way to pull audio from an Ecamm recorded video podcast. Uh, uh, super simple. <laughs> um, I have a shortcut on my phone and on my Mac that it says extract audio, but open up the video file in QuickTime, go down to export, export audio only, pow, done, mm-hmm. simple. But I have a shortcut that you just, you just literally press the button and it'll do the same thing. Um, I've made a video on how to create that shortcut. I'll show you again in the Discord, Kathy, because it's super simple. I think I can share the shortcut with you, but your location of file might be different for me. But literally, open it in QuickTime, scroll down to export, export audio only, game recognized game. Okay, so uh, Lloyd says, my hotel bathroom has echo and not very attractive in this case. You can make it attractive. Uh, Luis did it. It's super simple. By adjusting your situation, first of all, the hotel normally has pretty walls. I, this cord is not quite long enough to reach the bathroom. I would just take you <laughs> in there. But I'm in the hotel right this very instant. I am sitting here in the lovely courtyard, Marriott, and beautiful Waikiki. And it's just fine. You don't know that until I do this. <laughs> so just frame yeah. yourself in a position where you don't need to see all of that. And for Echo, You're in the shower. So you have the shower curtain. Position yourself so that your shower curtain is behind your camera and your mic. And then put towels on the surface because normally you're trying to use the counter. The counter is solid fake granite and the mirror is solid glass. So you put towels on the counter. Put dirty laundry in the sink. Uh, Make it dry first. But put dirty laundry in the sink so that takes the bowl echo out. And then place a couple of towels against the mirror. They don't have to be draped down the mirror, just backed up because those towels will remove the reflection. But like I believe Katie might have just said or somebody, uh, the bathroom lighting is gorgeous, which is why Luis did it in the bathroom. And so what he did was he took the uh, Zoom A4N and sat it on top of a towel. Okay. uh, One last question. And then I'm going to I'm so happy you asked this question. I have to take a breath because I am known to be an Apple fanboy. And I, I wear that badge proudly. Uh, why can't I be a fan about the, you know, Manchester United and the Raiders and the Celtics and have the same level of affinity for my product? I do. So I don't know why people say that like it's a bad thing. Um, continuity camera is a piece of sandwich. <laughs> Substitute that word. It is not reliable. Do not use it. You are a professional. It's a shortcut. Shortcuts for moms who need to talk to their kids. 
shortcuts for dads who need to talk to their kids, shortcuts for kids who need to talk to their parents or their grandparents, or you need to hit up Mima every once in a while. A uh, shortcut for I'm in a hotel and I need to do a meeting and I don't have my Osmo or whatever with me, fine. But a, a stream or a broadcast that is your brand, unless your brand, it's not, I wouldn't even put that on Goodwill. Uh, I, wh- what company do I hate more than anything? Oh, Walmart. Walmart use continuity camera. Everybody else skip it. <laughs> it is not baked. It's a cute idea. It works for FaceTime calls, but not for this. It's unreliable. Uh, crashes all the time. It's a pain in the butt to get started. And you have Ecamm. Ecamm can read this camera when you plug in the wire. Why would you not just plug it in with the cable? Right? Uh, a 15-foot, a.k.a. 3-meter cable will work perfectly fine. Anything longer than that, you have to buy an active cable. Just use the cable. The cable is 8 bucks. Why are you trying to be cute? There you go. That's, that's my public service announcement. I said this in the community the other day. And I had so many people that's like, okay, I'm glad you finally gave me permission to give up because this is a waste of energy. Because they've been trying because, you know, Apple said it would work and, you know, people in the community said it would work. And trust me, I have tested it ad nauseum. It's It's not reliable. Camo is worth the money. Shoot is worth the money. Uh, Eden and Michael are both in the community to answer your questions and just be a good citizen and get an app that works. And know that you have people to back you up. No one at Apple is going to call you and tell you how to use community <laughs> uh, better for your stream because they didn't make it for that. They made it to connect yeah. with loved ones as the commercial shows. So when you tell them, the minute you say to the person on the phone at Apple, hey, I'm trying to use this for a live stream situation, they're going to be like, what? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, we don't know how to do that. And then all bets are off. So just just stop. I'm sorry. I'm a factual no, I love individual. It. That was we dope, did it. Case. We did it. So please, please know. I'm going to change it to a love-love relationship. <laughs> <laughs> please know that, uh, and hopefully you've realized this by this point, because we're, you know, nearing, nearing our over 60 episodes at this point. But, I, you know, really, like, the goal of this podcast for us was to try all of the things and to think through all of the different pain points that you might have as you're getting into the world of podcasting. When we started this, I had no idea how a podcast worked or like anything about podcasting other than listening to a few favorite shows myself. So, you know, your questions do matter. We are right there with you pushing all of the buttons and testing everything out to see how it works. And if we can do this every single week and like if I with no background in this whatsoever can do this, you know, and most of the stuff that I'm doing is like the stuff that I am recommending to you to do. I, I know that you can do this. So if there's any other questions that come up or if, you know, you're like, hey, I tried this and this didn't work 100% for me, like, let's talk through it some more because we'd love to see everyone succeeding in the space of video podcasting. It's not going anywhere. It continues to get, you know, more and more popular and more and more people jumping on board. So, so let's all let's all support each other and and do our best to to just get a little bit better every single time that we work on these processes or we think through like how to, how to do a show, just get a little bit better. Try not to try not to do all the things at once. You just gave me a, (laughs) you just gave me a brilliant idea. Okay. I'm going to leave you with this gem. Katie just gave me a brilliant idea. So 
I am me, I'm Doc, and I want to start a podcast. And I have zero experience. I mean, I have less experience than my sister, Tiana. Do a 10 episode. This is how I do it. Just testing podcasts that you don't necessarily have to release to the public, but you're just going to record 10 episodes and listen to them with yourself and your best friends. Make sure you buy them alcohol so you couldn't be insufferable. Marcio said this, I know there's things, I've been studying podcasts, but I know there's things that you can only learn by doing it. So just do it. And if you're afraid about that, doing it, not being right, cool. Create the mock podcast that you literally just have as private YouTube videos and you share it with your friends and family and see what they think. Or send yeah. it to us. We'll feed it back. We'll take a look at it. Some, the Ecamm community loves you. So just, if you're still chicken, Stop being chicken and just do it. Just do it with a group of friends. Like I'm going to do my podcast episodes in the ECAM community or in the ECAM discord, and I'm not publishing it. These are my practice sods. It'll probably take you three and you'll be done because you'll just see it ain't that big of a deal. But there you go. Let's just do it. Let's give ourselves that. Do that by the end of the year or I'll stop being (laughs) Doc is going to write you all off as friends if you don't give it a try. You're out of the fam. <laughs> uh, see, ask Tati, ask Tati. It sounds mean, but I'm actually a gigantic nice person, right, Tati? I need her to back me up. It's very <laughs> true. Very, very true. I can back up on that one. Uh, uh, that was cool, Case. I really appreciate this one. I think I think I, I actually like this one more than I thought. I was like, oh, it's kind of hard to to remember all the weird things that we do. But as you talk it through, you start to remember. Yeah. So I uh, appreciate you guys. Captivate. Captivate really helps us do this. So we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this show. They are super easy to use. Link is in the description. Just go there. It's a lot of stuff you'll see. You don't have to press all those buttons at first. The forms are very easy to fill out. They do have a uh, onboarding situation if you need, but we've done episodes on how to set up everything with Captivate. They're quite amazing. And so we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this show. Also, we use the script as we talked about earlier. And you can get to the script through links that'll be in the description as well. But the script is super easy. If you know how to edit a Word document or a Google document or pages, you already know how to edit a video in the script. So thank you to both Captivate and the script. Now you can find out more about us at flow.ecamp.com. That's F-L-O-W.E-C-2-M's.com or wherever your podcast getting is got. We appreciate you for coming through and the live taping every week. At noon. I said yeah, that, right? You're... <laughs> no, it's noon. noon. You're, you're correct. Okay. I always well, mix them up. We're about to hit the... Uh, <laughs> you guys with these yeah, clocks. Yeah, we're about to hit the, the time change again, the fallback or whatever it is. So it's going to get all messy again for you, but hopefully for the last time. <laughs> yes. That was dope. All right, Flow Riders, here it is. Where's, where's, um, where's, where's my nephew? He's going to get ready for this because he loves to hear when Teal says this every week. Flow Riders! Out. Out. 
calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.